0: listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we have lots to talk about today, and we're going to start with uh, these titles here, Israel's Biggest and Perhaps Strangest Non-Israeli Secret. Also, Is Democracy Failing and Collapsing Around the World? And why was Syria returned to the Arab League? But first, we're going to be talking about a uh, tragic story that happened this morning here in Israel. Let me introduce my guest first. We have d- joining us Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and he has authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues, and I want to welcome to show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about uh, what happened this morning in Israel on the Egyptian border, uh, and there's more details coming out about the attack, a border attack that took place there, which took the lives of three of our soldiers. One of them was a female soldier, and it says here, I'm reading from Arut Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. It says more details come out about Egypt border attack. A Quran was found on the terrorists. The terrorists who killed the three IDF soldiers on the Egyptian border was carrying a Koran, a, a knife, and six magazines, meaning like, you know, what you carry your bullets in. New details are coming out about the attack on the Egyptian border early Saturday morning, which left three IDF soldiers uh, who were named Ori Yitzhak Iluz Leah bin Noon and Ohad Dahan Zikunam Levcha may uh their blessing their their names be for a blessing and they left them dead. Among the items the terrorists had on his person was a Quran, which may be a sign that he had become radicalized. The IDF estimates that that drove him to carry out the attack. Galed Sahal, which is is a uh, radio station here in Israel, reported that a knife was found on the terrorist with which he cut the zip ties that held the gate that he entered closed. He was also found to have six weapon magazines showing that the attack was well planned. Mariv, which is a publication here in Israel, published details about the terrorist's plan of action. He walked a distance of about six kilometers or apparent, or approximately 3.7 miles from the installment where he was based. He climbed a cliff and arrived at the border fence while carrying a backpack full of gear. Using one of the knives in his possession, he opened a gate on the fence, which was meant to be opened quickly, and was closed only, uh, sorry, using only a zip tie, and approached the soldiers who did not notice him. At this point, the terrorists opened fire at them, and killed Leah bin Nun, which is a female soldier, and Ori Yitzhak Iluz. God bless their souls. The soldiers at the guard post were shot at around 6 a.m., while the last time they were heard from was shortly after 4 a.m. A few minutes before 9 in the morning, the platoon commander arrived to switch shifts, and discovered the gruesome scene. I'm going to stop there and just ask you if you want to. You also served uh, on the Egyptian border with Ariel Sharon, who is a former prime minister of Israel, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Monachem. you have anything to say?
1: Well, a few things, actually. Um, uh, uh, First of all, the comment that he had in the possession of Quran is a nonsensical comment. Only, only a, a pseudo-journalist would think to make such a comment. If, if I was walking around and I had a... Uh, 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 in my pocket well, which that is that a book of a psalms yeah, I mean, you know the, the, the fact, okay so I had a religious book that, that's utterly meaningless and it shouldn't, should not have been mentioned um, the idea that it had six um, magazines that does not infer that it was well planned that's a normal thing to carry for any soldier six magazines is not out of the ordinary so so, so far basically we know absolutely nothing in terms of details about this incident, other than the horrible tragedy itself.
0: So w- th- then what is your take on it? That that it was not planned, that he just decided to do it? I, I don't know. That's the whole
1: point. The point is that you can't just make up suppositions with no data. I have no data, so I don't make up things. I don't know if he planned it or, or if it was or if it was spontaneous. I don't know if if he was radicalized or not. I don't know if he was... Colored pink there's no data this article is a is a ridiculous article it has no data in it
0: okay well i mean it does have data it tells us that there was a quran on him we didn't know that before it tells us how many magazines he had okay you know you may be right i i would tend to lean because i don't know either but i would tend to lean towards the side that he was radicalized if he's carrying a quran with him it would just you know because a soldier wants to carry as little as possible and if he has to carry a gun and magazines et cetera, whatever but it 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 would do that and also i want to remind everybody that officially israel and egypt have a peace treaty between them so having one of their military people or or, or policeman whatever he was go and do this sounds to me so far like it was somebody who is radicalized somebody who is uh coming and planning Uh, Premeditated to come and make an attack on and to kill Jews. That's it. That's what it sounds like to me. But again, we have to wait for all of the details. And I I hear you. I hear you. Well, we don't have. We don't have all the details. We have to wait for
1: some details at least. But what this article gives us is absolutely nothing.
0: Do you want to share something with our audience just uh, about serving on the Egyptian border with Ariel Sharon?
1: Well, basically, I don't know where this took place. It was hard, it's hard for me to, to say anything. I know the area in general, but where? I mean, the the border is many hundreds of kilometers long, and there's no idea here where this took place. I mean, not even a proximity. So is is it a place that, that's frequented or not? Is, there, is it a place that has some settlement activity, either on the Egyptian side or the Israeli side? I don't know, because... Again, the article is the article is a basically stupid article written by somebody who knows who knows nothing about what he's trying to say. He says. Mortified, don't hold back on your feelings. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very annoying. Somebody publishes an article like that with which gives more misinformation
0: than 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 more in, confusing information. All right, let's say they're okay. All right, so anyway, in, in any case, the funerals. Uh, uh, I I. Uh, are are today i haven't seen any um i haven't seen that much about the details but uh anybody wants to can go to uh israelnationalnews.com and try to check that out uh and uh other things happening in israel as well uh let's talk about your first topic which is israel's biggest and perhaps uh, strangest non-israeli secret what is that about
1: okay Uh, as most people probably know, religions uh, historically begin in Asia. None of us know why. Nobody knows why, but all world religions began in Asia. And an inordinate number of them began in Western Asia. What does geography have to do with religions? I have no idea. That's just simply a historical fact. One of these religions that began in this area is a religion called Baha'i. I don't know how many or uh, it's probably relatively unknown to most listeners, but Baha'i is an interesting religion, and the center of the religion is here in Israel. One aspect of Baha'i is a is a a devotion to beauty for its own sake. It's a it's an interesting religion, looking at it at least from the outside, in the sense that uh, uh, it's a religion which is which preaches peace. Uh, in that sense, so does so does Buddhism. Uh, 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 it's a religion that. Um, uh, 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 looks at the idea of making, of, of, taking advantage of God's beauty, which I certainly support, uh, uh, entirely. The faith is monotheistic. It's Abrahamic. It's non messianic. In other words, they believe that their Messiah has already come and it's now just a, a question of things. I don't know what they call it ripening. I don't know what the word, uh, it claims some eight million followers around the world. So they have some, some very beautiful, um, um, I don't know. Do they call them temples? They're places of worship. Whatever, whatever term they use, I don't want to be unfair. Uh, I know they have a very pretty one in in Chicago, and they have many in built Haifa. The world. In Haifa, here in Israel, they have a beautiful. No, 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 what? no, no, no. That, no, no. That, that's the whole point. In they do not have any places, any places of worship in Israel whatsoever.
0: It's very interesting, but they have the Baha'i gardens there in Wait, Haifa. Know, I'm
1: getting to that. Oh, okay, more. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The, the, uh, the, 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 the religion began in the late 19th century It's rooted in Shia Islam There is no Baha'i community in Israel The prophet is buried in Akko Though born in Persia I'm a little bit unclear about this point here I'm, I, I don't really understand who's buried in Haifa And who's buried in Akko But they have people here and there uh, His remains, were he was murdered in Persia uh, gruesomely, by the way, really awful way. Um, 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 um they, they used a, uh, 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 he was executed by hammering a stake through his heart. Literally hammering it with a hammer. Um, uh, his remains were placed in a casket and the casket roamed around for many decades. I think it was like 50 years until it was brought in 1891 to, uh, brought here and was buried on the Carmel Mountains their various originators or leaders were a family all family members are considered to be holy people um there are two bahai gardens in israel one in haifa and one in akko neither one of them are places of worship they are places of of of, of um what do you call it? um, uh, um gathering what no um, um how do you say it in English? Oh,
0: like going oh. up to the, for their festivals. The festival where people, people Baha'i from
1: all, all around the world come to visit. Okay? Um, the, the, the gardens are spectacular. Really, really, really beautiful. And they, they spend an enormous effort to keep them away, the to maintain them we got way. like
0: 10 seconds, Mordechai. Okay. Uh, we'll continue I, on after the break. Though. Okay, but, uh, yes. Because you have to tell us about the secret and why it's so important. All right, everybody. (laughs) We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We have a lot of news stories to cover. Shalom, this is Nadia Matar from the Sovereignty Movement. At a time when there is so much disinformation, you have to know who to listen to to know what really is going on in Israel. Israel News Talk Radio is the radio where you can know that what you hear
2: is the truth. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk hey y'all, I'm
3: Chelsea and I was born and
1: raised in Cajun country in the heartland of Louisiana. Listening to Israel News Talk Radio has broadened my horizons way past the rice fields.
2: Hi, this is Gordon from Southern Indiana. I'm listening to IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Hello, this is Hank
1: Poach from the Netherlands. We love Israel and we love listening to Israel News Talk
2: Radio.
3: We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. One Minute of Torah In this week's Torah portion of Shlach, Moses sends 12 spies to determine the best way for the Jewish people to conquer the land of Israel promised to them by God. Although these 12 men were righteous, only two of them came back speaking glowingly of our holy land. The other 10 frightened the nation, persuading them they can never be victorious over the inhabitants, causing the Jews to wail in panic and despair. If only we'd have died in Egypt or in the desert, they cried out. Well, if that's what you want, that's what you'll get," Decreased God, and that generation perished in the desert. Furthermore, that day of the negative report of Israel turned into an annual National Day of Mourning as God eventually destroyed both of our holy temples on that day, the ninth of the Jewish month of Av. Ever since then, it is our duty to rectify the sin of the spies by talking positively of our Holy Land, being confident in God's ability to protect us, and supporting those who live in Israel. Additionally, by doing mitzvot with the intention to safeguard our land, we will, God willing, speedily merit to live in Israel safely and securely for eternity with the Third Holy Temple in our midst. With your Eintraim of Avtara, this is Chav
0: Okay, we are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And our last topic was Israel's biggest and perhaps strangest non-Israeli secret, and you we were talking about the Baha'i. And again, if you've uh, ever been to Israel, you can go and see their gardens in Haifa, and you're going to tell us about that. But why is it a secret? Well,
4: wait, wait, I'll
1: get to that in a moment. Okay. So the, as I said, they have two uh, the two Baha'i gardens, one in Akko and one in Haifa. They consider Israel to be the holy land, but without reference to Jerusalem, rather to Chippah. Uh it's missionary, but not in Israel. Again, this is one of the interesting aspects about them. They respect us. So they, they 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 don't they don't do they have no place of worship here in Israel, they don't do any missionary work in Israel. There's no Baha'i community in Israel. There are about two hundred Baha'i people at any given time taking care of these gardens and etc. They also, this, in Haifa is also the center of their world organization, whatever the heck that means. Um, there are about 25 or 28 Baha'i sites in Israel. All of them are recognized by UNESCO as World Heritage Sites. To contrast that, the Western Wall and the Dome of the Rock are not recognized by UNESCO. So somehow, Baha'i, a religion of 8 million people, as opposed to Islam, for instance, of one and a half billion people. They have 28 recognized UNESCO sites, and Islam does not. I, that's that, something is weird here. Okay, they have elections to to uh, uh, to elect their leadership every five years, and according to them, no one in the Baha'i faith aspires to become a leader. So how they're elected is sort of uh, uh, mysterious. Um, uh, they're they're not allowed to campaign, by the way. No, there are no campaigns in the elections. They just they just sort of happen. Um, re- representatives of so the last election came, uh, from 176 countries. Again, very interesting. Haifa contains their central offices and administration, as I said. Uh, outsiders, no outsider really knows what's in these buildings that we're not allowed in, and we're, or we're only allowed into certain parts of these buildings. Everything that they do is very, is, is very mysterious. Hmm. I remember when, um, uh, 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 about 30 years ago, um, when the uh, uh, they, they were claimed to have the the largest computer installation in the in the Middle East, is that still true or not? I have no idea. Um, there are many theories about them and about their grand installations. None of these theories can be. Some of these theories are utterly ridiculous. Some none of these theories can be. Substantiated or refuted, they have. There's a there's a claim again, not by them. They don't talk about it. They don't answer you. if you ask questions. They don't answer. That there's a theory that they have an enormous bomb shelter under Haifa, a bomb shelter which is which is big enough and strong enough to accommodate atomic bombs. Is this true? I don't know. Nobody, none of us know. This is part of the secrets that they keep. They're they're they're, they're in principle they're 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 demonstrative in terms of. Everything like their gardens and and their buildings, The buildings are beautiful by the way very very well designed very well done from somewhere I don't know where they have enormous funds at their disposal um uh, uh, uh to build some of the very sophisticated buildings and things. I don't know where they get the moneys from. it's not small money it's very it's a lot of money um um so there are a lot of strange things about them, and none of us really know what that means. So it's all kind of funny, um okay the central cemetery and I'll finish with this issue uh this their central cemetery is near the cave of Eliyahu. um and when they're asked when they were asked why by some true guide he said he was told, well, the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims and the Jews all venerate the cave of Eliyahu, so we will too. That's the kind of answers you get about them. They're very strange, very secretive. I don't. I'm not blaming them. I'm not accusing them. I'm not saying anything about them. It's all a secret and a very strange secret, and I just don't know how to really understand it. But okay, that's that's as I said, it's a very strange secret here, here in Israel, which is not a non-Israeli secret.
0: Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that. The mystery. I just
1: thought it was an interesting thing that people just don't know about this country.
0: Anybody wants to go online and is curious to see their gardens. You can look up the Bahai Gardens in Haifa. There, okay. And Haifa is spelled by the way, H A I F A, I believe Haifa in English. Yes. All right. Uh, is Haifa
1: democracy? And Akko, by the way, also Akko, Akko. Most people probably know is a is a, is
0: also a, a very old old city. Yeah. Um, a K K O or A C H. Oh, maybe. Anyway, we got to move on because we don't have a lot of time on this show today. Is democracy failing and collapsing around the world? If I would answer that question, I would say yes. Uh, unfortunately, I have to agree
1: with you. I, I don't like agreeing with you on that. You normally normally like agreeing with them. Not on that one. Um, I think I, I kind of like democracy. I think democracy is, is pretty much a good idea. I'm not convinced that democracy actually works. And, and that's where I'm having a problem here. Generally, doc, democracy has two flavors. Presidential democracy or parliamentary democracy. Presidential democracy as it is in the United States, parliamentary democracy as it is in Israel, and there are certainly many variants between them. Okay? In both systems, mistakes occur, not just errors of dishonesty such as Biden or Naftali benefit. Um, uh, 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 genuine election er- electoral errors, such as the ele- election of Jimmy Carter or uh, El Barak, also occur in, in in democracy. That's the kinds of we- so we- we're seeing here. Two different types of weaknesses: weaknesses which are intentionally, um, shall we say, taken advantage of by the unscrupulous, or weaknesses that just the electorate simply does silly things. Sometimes there's a general consensus that the uh, 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 the so-called the genius of crowds I believe the concept of the genius of crowds is a myth uh, and I think these kinds of errors prove that or at least you're very strong supporting evidence to that um, there is an alternative belief that these kinds of errors are endemic and, and inevitable and they are the basic weaknesses of democracy as a system as I said I like democracy, I think it is a good idea. I'm just not convinced that it actually works.
0: Um, well, it especially doesn't work when you when uh, people come to a point in society where their values are diminished and uh, huge corruption takes place. And then you've got the voter frauds and you've got people who are elected into office who are working for other interests, etc., And you've got all this corruption. And that's what we're seeing today. The corruption is just oozing out of... Uh, democratic countries today, all around the I, I, world.
1: I, 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 are you reading my my mind from from far away? Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> but I, I think uh, <laughs> great minds think a lot, right? Okay, I was going to. I humbly a, say that example
1: of the Netanyahu trial, um, which is a phenomenal trial. I don't think people are aware. Certainly, people outside Israel are not aware of the details. Just let me give you some really basic and brief details about what's going on with these trials. Everybody might probably remembers. He was He's being tried for on um, three different cases at, in, in parallel. Um, so far, the, the um, uh, um, uh, prosecution has brought in 55 witnesses uh, uh, to support their case. In every single one of them, the witnesses did not support the prosecution, but have supported the defense. Every single one of the 55 that they've brought in so far, without exception. It's absolutely amazing. In other words, so far, and 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 and, and, and this is not an opinion of just just a basic observation. So far, the entire case brought by the prosecution is 100% political and of no substance, substance whatsoever. Okay. Um, and I can give another example of that kind of thing, apart from the, the Netanyahu trial that happened to me personally. On 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 this kind of an issue, uh, and some people may remember that we used to there was a minister of, of 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 justice at one time by the name of uh, 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 Avner Shaki, uh, 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 who was a good friend of mine, and Avner Shaki was accused by the uh, uh, by the newspapers by the journalists of of corruption of creating um, three uh, um, NGOs for his own benefit. I can tell you now right now, I was the president of all three of those uh uh NGOs. All of the papers were sitting in my office. I was never questioned nor interviewed by anyone, not a reporter, not a policeman, nobody. Nothing. No one looked at any of the papers of this. Everything was fabricated. In the Talmud it says that if you if you speak badly of a person, what's called what we call Lashon Haran, that's like spilling their thumb, spilling their blood. Uh, blood. Well, I can tell you that Avner Shaki died of a broken heart because of this. He was, in my estimation, he was murdered by the journalists.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that's another comment that I have about is democracy failing uh, uh, around the world. This is not something, this is not a case that happened in the last couple of years. It's a case that happened several decades ago. But this is a process of th- this kind of corruption that you, that you just mentioned is not new. It's not something that's happened. I'm not blaming Biden for this. Biden is a tool. I don't think he has enough brains to be corrupt in that sense. Um, but that's life. I think this is, this is a process that's going on. And I'm very uncomfortable right now with the concept of democracy at the same time as I still desire to support it.
0: All right. Well, we've come to the end of this segment. When we get back, we're going to be talking about why was Syria returned to the Arab League? And how does that affect us? That's always my question. How does it affect us? We're going to be talking about that as the last topic of the show. We're going to be right back, everybody.
2: Warning, take cover. The Jewish Truth
0: Bomb is here. The show that will explode all the false narratives and fake news. Join host Lenny Goldberg each week as he wires the news together and detonates it through biblical verses that will deliver a shockwave that will blow you away.
2: Don't miss it. The Jewish Truth Bomb. Every Monday.
4: Israel is known for its startup culture, but Israeli companies often look to the United States for growth. The mission of the United States Israel Business Alliance is to strengthen the economic relationship between the United States and Israel. Venture capitalists often use the term unicorn to describe privately held companies often valued at a billion dollars or more. Our record 30 Israeli-founded unicorns now have their global headquarters in New York City, which continues to be the city with the most Israeli-founded tech unicorns outside of Tel Aviv. California is another popular location for tech startups. The companies create thousands of jobs around the world and become household names, providing global services and products that you're probably using right now. For more information on the high-tech world today, visit IsraelTechTalk.com. With your INTR Tech Minute, I'm Baba Yello. Be smart. Listen to Israel News Talk Radio in the background while you work and get the latest news and commentary from Israel. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel.
0: We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. and our guest is Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem, and we're going to be talking now about why was Syria returned to the Arab League. Well, I think before you answer that question, Doctor Mordechai Ben Menachem, you should tell people why it was thrown out or why it, it's not in the Arab. It wasn't in the Arab League anymore.
1: Oh, okay. I, that didn't occur to me. Or direct. Um, Syria
0: was a part of the Arab League. It was one of the founding
1: members of the Arab League. As a matter of fact. It was thrown out. Uh, I think it was 11 or 12 years ago. I don't remember the exact date. Um, uh, and it was thrown out because uh, Assad, the uh, the leader of Syria, who doesn't actually lead Syria today, but that's besides the point. The, the official leader of Syria is a murdering butcher who killed, who used some of the most horrible means in in history, including uh, 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 chemical weapons and other things, to kill off a lot of his own people. Just because he didn't want to, well, basically the the war began, basically the, the mm, basically they, they were began a to him. revolt against them because of problems with water. And the war, problems with water began with Turkey damming the Euphrates River. And we can go on and on, but, you know, they, these things are complex. But they were ejected from the Arab League because he was a vicious butcher. And they're brought back and we'll get to them in a moment. We'll get to why they were brought back in. Okay? okay. Okay. So, first of all, what we're talking about basically is geopolitics. Geopolitics is a game. You can either look at it in the historical concept of what the Brits called their great game or a or chess game. Russia is now, thanks to the Bidenites, and placing nuclear weapons on foreign soil for the first time since the end of the Cold War. The U.S. has more than 140 nuclear weapons in at least five European countries. Um, uh, 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 That's Italy, Germany, Turkey, Belgium, and the Netherlands. Uh, uh, um, Probably in other countries as well that are non-European, so we don't know as much about her. By the way, the U.S. um, arsenal of atomic weapons that are in in Europe are all about 60-year-old technology. This is not technology that has not been updated since the 1960s. That's, Another aspect that we don't have time to go into, but people should be aware of it. Um, these countries are increasingly vulnerable. Europe has never been closer to nuclear holocaust, holocaust than it is today. Um, military, military alliances can short-term guarantee security, but their expansion historically seems to ensure instabilities. So these countries that are running to join NATO right now may not be doing the best for their for their citizens drink. Um, uh, Europe is now the, the world's game ground. Um, uh, Washington has been described as sixty square miles surrounded by reality. Uh, uh, Israel is increasingly relying less on an unstable, unreliable United States and looking more towards India and others for a midterm future. While the US of course is still very important, um, uh, uh, just to give an example And a very poignant example of of what we're talking about here, Uh, an Indian company has now just purchased Haifa Port, um, uh, one of our three seaports. Um, This is extremely important, extremely geopolitical. This is another link in the the so-called global new Silk Roads concept. When you look at the... Indian concept, which they call the necklace of diamonds, or the Chinese concept, which they call the a string of pearls. These just names, in that sense. There will be a rail link between India via the Straits of Hormuz uh, 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 and the Mediterranean via Jordan. This is very important because the idea is to create a, a rare, uh, 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 an un- uninterrupted land link via by, by rail between Haifa and Abu Dhabi. And of course, with a, with a, with a line also into Saudi Arabia, uh, 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 right now, the weak link in that is Jordan. And then there there is a rumor that at some point in time, Jordan might become a real country. Um, <laughs> this deal is not just a business deal. It's a geopolitical deal. And it's cutting transport time. The idea is to cut transport time between Mumbai and Europe by 40%, down to 10 days. Okay, well, we have a, uh, we have a caller. I think this is a, a, a good point for him to, um,
0: Okay, ask yes, to... we have a caller. We have jo- uh, Antonio joining us. Hi, Antonio. What's your comment or question for Dr. Mortified?
2: My question is, why does Israel or the government keep on helping their enemies, like Syria, a country that, that destroys, um, their own people and don't think it's going to come back and, um, Destroy, trying to kill them, kill Israel.
0: Mortify, Doctor Mortify Ben Benathan. I don't quite. I don't think I, don't think I heard him correctly. Can you, he can he wants this? to know why Israel is uh, supposedly helping its enemies, like I, keeping them you. alive. Do you want to go into more detail with Syria? I understand with Gaza, but what do you mean with Syria?
2: I like know. for example, like a few months ago, they had. Um, I think Syria had an earthquake. And but you know, um, the oh, so we offered of to help them
0: on humanitarian grounds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
2: And then my 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 I was brought up with my great great blessed memory. Grandmother said, "If your enemy foot uh, is broken, break the other one because they're going to come and get come and get you."
0: All right, I'm going to repeat that. If your enemy uh, has a broken foot, break the other one because eventually he's going to come and get you. That's what you said? Yeah. Okay, all right. So more to, Dr. Mordecai Ben-Menachem, answer, you have an answer for him? Okay, let, let, let me, first of all, just the, the basic facts.
1: We offered to help Syria. They refused it. We did not help them. Right. Um, we did help Turkey. And remember, the, the, the actual um, a quake was in Turkey and Syria was just sort of the, uh, the 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 outlying areas of, that were affected, um, but the reason why we offer help even to a place like Syria is basically because we're Jews. That's what we do. That's humanitarian. Do.
0: It's humanitarian.
1: Yes, I mean that that's what Jews do. We the fact that they that their government is a is. Uh, let, let me give you a more extreme example. Um, uh, a few years back, there was a there was an earthquake in 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 Iran that killed horrible numbers of people. I forget the number right now, but it was many, ten, many tens of thousands of people. And we offered help to them. We're not offering help to their government. Their government are a bunch of animals. We're offering help to the people. The people are normal people. And they refused our help, by the way. Yes, of course they did. But but our offer is a, it was, it was a real offer. It was a true offer. We did offer to help because we're Jews. That's what Jews do. All right. And I don't have any, any problem with that, with, with that at all. Um, a person is not our enemy. You know, just to put a point on the, on that, and it's an excellent question. Uh, uh, last week I went to visit what we call uh, Givat Atach Moshe, Ammunition Hill, which was the central battle for the Battle of Jerusalem uh, uh, in 1967 to reunite the, 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 the captured yeah. uh, uh, occupied portion of Jerusalem that was illegally occupied by the uh, British slash okay. Jordanians in, in 1948. And at the battle of, at that battle, 36 Israelis, uh, 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 uh died in that battle. And th- there's a, 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 phenomenal museum and, and, uh, and memorial to them there. I mean, it's fantastically well done. And one of the exhibits at that museum is a memorial to the Jordanian soldiers that died there put up by the paratroopers who fought them. And the paratroopers put up the, 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 the memorial and it's written on there in the memory of the brave and conscientious soldiers of Jordan who are defending their own country. We have nothing against the soldiers. we have nothing against the people of any country, not even Iran. Our problems with was the, with their government, not with their people and personally, as a soldier a former soldier myself, I'm extremely proud of that memorial to the Jordanians.
0: Soldiers. I, I, I have to tell you, this is uh, something that I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, let's hear what Antonio has to say. Go ahead, Antonio.
2: Like, for example, the Ukrainian situation, I, and I don't have sympathy. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel sorry for them. I don't. I mean, I would wish I could say that, but they have done so much horrific things to the Jews, and. They still have the the Nazi or neo-Nazi mentality, and they're deceiving people. I just can't. I just cannot. I just keep my mouth and just, like, ignore it. I, you know, let me Hashem take care of, you know, when he has to take care of. I mean, I wish the innocent people are safe and so forth, who are righteous and so forth. But as for the country itself, the country can go, you know, can be destroyed. I really don't care. I'm sorry, but no, I'm not really sorry. I'm not disagreeing not with you, good.
1: Antonio. I think your your point is a well made point. I'm giving you asked me what the reason is, and that that's the reason. The reason is because that's
0: just not what we do. I, I'm not saying I,
1: that you're wrong. I'm saying that this is Jewish tradition.
0: Okay. I, I want to uh I, I, I'm gonna weigh in on the issue and then we're gonna move on because we don't have much time left. Thank you very much for your call, Antonio. We okay. love it when our listeners call into the show. Um so thank you for your call. I, I think that on one level we need to have compassion for people, even if there are enemies. Uh however, if it comes to a point where I have to decide whether to be compassionate to the enemy or be compassionate to my own people. You could be darn tootin sure I'm going to be compassionate to my people first. And I Absolutely. think that I think Absolutely. that uh, uh, but I think that Antonio's point also was is that sometimes we don't do that. Sometimes we put our own soldiers' lives secondary to the lives of the civilian enemy population and that I agree with him that I think that that is wrong. I think it is immoral by the way. You know, if uh, we we don't want to kill civilians, even if they're enemy. However, if it comes to the life of my soldier or or their civilians, it's going to be my soldier's lives that's going to come first because and and Israel's always fighting defensively. We we don't start these wars. We want to live in peace. We've had our hands out for peace with our neighbors for decades and it's always slapped away. And so, uh, yeah. okay. so I'm glad that we agree on that point.
1: So that closes up the discussion for today.
0: All right, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. And uh, if, if, again, if anyone has any comments or questions, they can always write us at info at com or at Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at dot com, and we will uh, forward all letters to Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. All right, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you.